My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Dan Farkas hosts a great podcast called The Strategic Communicator. Dan, tell us what these fine folks will hear when they listen. Jason, it's pretty simple. The Strategic Communicator podcast talks with industry leaders about emerging trends and how we can use various forms of communication to make the world a better place. Anyone listening will leave with tangible ideas you can use to help with your PR and marketing efforts. Amazing. Where can people subscribe? Easy. You can go to passpr.com. You can find the show at marketingpodcast.net or just search the Strategic Communicator with Dan Farkas wherever you get your podcast. You heard him, folks. Go get it. My hat will always be uh, for Twitter. And uh, given that, um, you know, you mentioned on your show this morning that they've brought back something that they uh, recently removed, maybe <laughs> Twitter could, you know, eventually one day go back to what it was before maybe you know i'm just hopeful i'm hopeful good morning good morning good morning welcome to the extra shot i've totally forgotten what our intro is if you're listening to the podcast welcome back welcome back it's good to have you back um this week we talk about the hottest social media and digital marketing news. Thank you to everyone who has joined us live. And of course, if you're listening on the podcast, you can always tune in. Make sure you're following May King on LinkedIn and then you'll even see when she sets up the event. You can always tune in and to be part of this podcast, you can just tune in and you can ask to speak once we've done all our speaking because we found that easier. So good morning, May King. Welcome back. Hello, hello. Happy New Year, Amanda. Uh, great to see you or hear from you as always. And um, for people who watch the Digital Coffee Show, which is what this this after show bounced off of, I was very scatty this morning, had the wrong microphone on, um, couldn't remember what buttons to press. So um, I feel like we're going to continue that into this show. But I think that's all right. Hopefully all of you listening, Tim, Mark, Lindsay, Rayona, maybe you can tell me how to spell that or say that to Paula, Barbara and Paul. Maybe you'll forgive me for being a bit scatty this morning, but I think we're back on track. So first thing I need to do, if I remember correctly, is I need to tell you what animal or make you guess what animal you are. Are you ready for this? So for those of you who haven't listened before, uh, Amanda and I share a, a Google Doc and uh, on our Google Doc, I appear as an animal. So yes, uh, Amanda, if you want to give me some clues on what uh, animal I am this week. Well, 
it's very easy this week. Because I think basically if I said you were Australian, you could probably get it. You're Australian. Well, it could be all sorts, uh, but it, uh, I'm going to say kangaroo to start yes. with. Yes, absolutely. Oh, it was the first go. one. I was going to give you another clue and I was going, no, the first one you're bound to say is kangaroo. So welcome. You're very bouncy and you're carrying something in your pouch. <laughs> Maybe that should have been your clue. Amazing that would have been a better stuff. clue. Um, so we're going to talk about the internet winner and the internet loser to start with. Which one will we start with making? I think we should start uh, with a very positive note, with the uh, internet winner. So if you want to uh, uh, tell the listeners about this, Amanda. I will. And we had a bit of a debate about this this week, didn't we? So I, <clears throat> the internet winner is Tay-Tay. Taylor Swift is the internet winner, not just of the week, but I think of 2023. And I just want to precursor this with, I'm not particularly a Taylor Swift fan, you know, it's like her stuff is fine. It's not like my kind of thing. You know, I kind of miss the boat a little bit because I'm so old. But what I do like about her is that she is an amazing marketer and an amazing businesswoman. Now, obviously, she got burnt very early on when she accidentally handed over the rights to all her music <laughs> to some Egypt. Um, and she's had to re-record all her albums in order to, you know, actually get some money back from the music that she's created. But I think she's learned a lesson from that. And the reason I think, I'm just going to go through the things that over time I've heard about her. So way back, you know, you know, maybe five years ago, <laughs> she was famous for being absolutely amazing to her fans. So she's built an amazing community based on her so at the time she wouldn't have had the number of fans she has but she was known for like sending them gifts sending them personal messages really being proactive in getting to know them so there's I've forgotten what Taylor fan Swifts are called Swifties so she's built a massive community of advocates over time and I know you know there are people out there that hate her as well but I think that community is huge and also I think to me this is a little bit unusual because usually that sort of fan base is built about around a man because teenage girls tend to be the ones who get like all excited about a celebrity. So we had believers or whatever. I mean, he's an doesn't seem like a particularly nice human being, but he's built a lot of people because they fancy him, right? I always thought that was a problem with a female Doctor Who. I was all into a female Doctor Who, but obviously one of the things about Doctor Who is that you fancy Doctor Who. And, you know, I'm straight, so I didn't fancy Jodie, Jodie Whittaker. But there, I'm going off topic. So that's the first thing. I think she did that amazingly. And then this year, she released a concert film. And she went to a lot of the film distributors, getting them to distribute it, trying to do a deal for them to distribute that. Now, I don't have the full story here, but... Basically, they were all humming and hurrying and not negotiating and taking time over it. So she was like, right, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to release it myself. So she did the individual deals with the individual cinema chains and managed to get the film out there. And it shot straight to number one and everyone went to see it. And it was a completely amazing experience, I believe, for fans who went there. They were dancing and singing and it wasn't a concert film where people were sitting down and watching it. So secondly, she just isn't hanging around for people to do the work for her and she's going to make more money as a result of it. Thirdly, she was the time person of the year, which is obviously secondary to being the internet winner on the extra shot. But on the cover of time, she had a cat. 
So that is, to me, that seals the deal. Taylor is amazing. I'm still not going to be a fan of her music ever, but she's the winner. What are your thoughts making? No, if you put it like that, Amanda, um, yeah, she she is um, absolutely uh, amazing. Uh, I'm not a, a huge Tay-Tay fan either, but, um, you know, everything that you've said and more, um, the fact that, you know, we can learn as business owners uh, from her, you know, the fact that she, although she got fleeced at the start, she picked herself up and start, you know, started again. Uh, she's a massive fan of collaboration. So, um, you know, I think uh, Beyonce attended her premiere of the, um, you know, of the film that you just talked about. And a lot of Beyonce fans were like, what? Um but um what what she was doing there was uh, trying you know because um people do want um to have um you know uh, pop stars uh, at each other's um you know at each other's throats and women have the reputation of uh being at each other's throats as well so the fact that she was able to uh bring you know two major pop stars together and the fans together i think is uh is just uh wonderful so yeah there's not a lot you, that you can say um you know uh, about her um you know you, you can't uh, you, you know you can just just respect her really uh and uh you know uh, yeah i i saw the uh, the the front cover uh, as well of uh, tay tay with um with her cat uh i unfortunately um lost um my cat steve and i's um one-eyed uh, um wonder uh, that is twinkle uh 15 years um just out between Christmas and New Year, so um, so yeah, so that that was um, particularly um, heart, you know heartwarming uh, for me as well. So yes, um, we can learn a lot from uh, Tay Tay uh, from her business acumen, her um, you know the way that she looks after her community, and really you know really really goes out of her way to uh, make uh, the world a positive place. Really, I believe she also did something thing with spotify that her she wasn't available on spotify for a while i noticed she is now um because they weren't paying i still don't think they're paying days of money but i know she's kind of like had a few stances so i think that's kind of interesting and also i forgot to mention the whole new boyfriend saga which has been like she knows how to market herself let's just put it that way we know her relationships don't last long and they like she ends up making songs about them so he should be quivering in his boots right now but I do love the way that you know they they obviously they got together and then they found a way to announce it to the world and that way was for her to dress in team colors and go to his one of his matches I'm, I'm speaking in English language about something that is American that I don't understand it was some sort of American sport but I think people know what I'm talking about <laughs> apologies if you're listening in America anyway ah uh, so lots of love for Taylor I mean, there was there was it was a scandal at some stage where everyone was calling her a snake because something the Kanye and the Kardashians did. But, you know, I'm also on Taylor's side there. I don't even know what it was about, but just, you know, it was Kanye. So there you go. Right. So that was we should have started with the bad news because I always feel on a downer at the. Yeah. So you're going to tell us the who lost the Internet this week or this this time. Yeah. Yeah. Um... 
Well, I mean, I wanted to start the year with, with a bang in a positive note, but yes, of course, we have the internet winner. We all also have an internet loser as well. Um, now, we were both confused by this story because um, you found uh, this uh, news piece um, where um, Lulu Lemon founder uh, and former CEO Chip Wilson um, criticised uh, the brand um, because it was trying to diversify uh, and uh, reach to a wider market. And the reason why um, you and I were confused was that when we Googled it, it came up with lots of articles about what he said in 2013. Now, um, luckily, you found the recent article. Uh, and although he uh, left the company uh, in 2015, I'll talk more about the comments he made uh, in a moment. Uh, although he left in 2015, recently he's been criticised because he had an interview um, with um, a new interview with Forbes and was basically uh, criticising the company that he founded, but has uh, left, as I said, um, he's criticised them for the whole diversity and inclusion thing. Uh, he called out the company ads uh, that featured people who he said appeared unhealthy, uh, appeared sickly and were not inspirational. Um, they're trying to become like Gap, everything to everybody, uh, he said. And uh, his comments was that, uh, he thinks that the definition of a brand is that you're not wanting, you're not everything to everybody. Now, this is in addition to the comments that he made in 2013, where he was basically saying that, um, you know, his um, uh, leggings are not suitable for all bodies, uh, which is horrendous, absolutely uh, horrendous, of course. Now, um Whilst he did step down in 2015 uh, and he's made these uh, remarks uh, recently, um, it hasn't had a huge effect on uh, uh, on the stock price, which kind of says it all, really. Uh, so despite his comments about, um, you know, how the company shouldn't uh, be diverse and shouldn't be inclusive, um, people are still buying the uh, you know still buying the uh, the product so um so he is our internet loser but the brand is kind of an internet winner because i kind of ignored him right amanda <laughs> yeah and we picked this story because i'm kind of conflicted about this because obviously like if he like his previous comments were kind of racist and um basically he said his his leggings were for uh, skinny white women now I, I'm not like when I've read his comments, his actual comments, he's a nasty piece of work. But, you know, one of the first things marketers will always talk about is knowing your target market. So that quote that you read, which was, um, I think of a definition of a brand is that you're not everything to everybody. You've just got to be clear that you don't want certain customers coming in. I mean, that is the heart of marketing. We need to know who our customers are so that we can sell them the things that they need. Now, if you if you look, I think we always think, you know, skinny is the aspiration. So, you know, people who are skinny tend to not get grief the same way people who are overweight get. But that's also an unhealthy look. In fact, when he was talking about... Um, unhealthy and sickly, I thought, oh, it must be skinny people <laughs> he's talking about. So I think firstly, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with having a target market and making clothes 
poor skinny people. Now, having said that, I have had a rant about that before. The fact that, you know, because that is the norm that people make skinny clothes and designers will tell you that clothes hang better on skinny models and it's perpetuating a whole bunch of eating disorders. I still think that it's fine to say that, you know, we make clothes for people who are size whatever to whatever. I don't I don't really have a problem with that. I think it's just the way that he put it. I don't see what whether you're black or white or whatever. Actually, I read there were some really nasty comments about the, actually the name of the brand was actually a slag on Japanese people. So obviously he's not a nice character. But I don't see how that would really affect, you know, <laughs> whether you wear the leggings or not. So that's the first thing. I think he's right in that case that you do need to market to the right people. On the other hand, he's saying we they're, they're now becoming like Gap as if that's a bad thing. Because don't Gap make a lot of money? That's kind of like, you know, once you've totally owned your target market of skinny white people, I don't think it's a problem to diversify beyond that so that you can start making more money. So that's the, that's the second thing. He doesn't have anything to do with the company anymore, which is why I think the share price hasn't um, gone up or down. And I'd never heard about them before, even though apparently they've got a shop on Grafton Street in Dublin. Like, that's how much I paid attention to the fancy shops there. Um, But I certainly wouldn't be buying any because I may be white, but I'm not skinny. So, And even then, I wouldn't want somebody who blocks people of color or says that their stuff isn't for people of color so I don't have a problem with the skinny I have a problem with the black that's what I that's that's kind of where I'm coming from so I am conflicted because I do think he's right we shouldn't be marketing particularly when you're a new business or a new brand you've got to know your target market and who you're creating stuff for but obviously if you're going to do that you don't necessarily do it in the way that he said I feel like everything I say today is confusing and that's because I haven't talked about marketing in two weeks. Isn't that mad? (laughs) So obviously we've got a lot of people listening. If you want to, um, so loads of new people, Steve. uh, I think Paula was here when I gave out Paul. um, Anastasia, Anna. Hello. If you want to come in and have a say, any of you, we're just going to talk about our story of the week. And then if you want to have a say on any of these topics, then you're more than welcome. So what's our story of the week, Making? Well, um, it is, uh, I, I just wanted to say hello to um, Howard as well. Uh, Happy New Year, um, Howard. Um, we are going to be talking about Threads API. So it's something that you raised uh, in your digital coffee show this morning. Um, and, um, and yeah, you've recently uh, been um, exploring Threads, um, much to your delight, I guess. <laughs> but marketers yeah. are about to spoil it, Amanda. I know I was delighted to get on threads I was so excited (laughs) but now it's going to go to the pot I'd say so um the API which is the thing that connects threads to 30 party scheduling and management tools are on its way so it's a relief to a lot of social media managers who feel the pressure of always being uh, on uh, social media um but does that mean that there'll be a flood of scheduled content to kill that um, you know, those interesting discussions that are uh, happening uh, on threads. Um, what are your thoughts, Amanda? Yeah, I'm again, conflicted. Conflicted has to be my word of the week. So I really um, <laughs> am enjoying threads. Now, having said that, I'm not massively active there. I'm not posting a lot of stuff, but it really feels like the early days of Twitter for me, my early days of Twitter, 
Um, I remember when I joined Twitter, Stephen Fry was stuck in a lift and it was just wonderful. I mean, why is that wonderful? I think it's people sharing moments from their day, little text updates mostly with a bit of thing and just like conversation and people having a bit of banter and crack and there's like Channel 4 are amazing. You need to be following those if you're not already, but they're all kind of like jumping and actually mocking marketers as well as part of it. You know, it's a nice, enjoyable space. I'm not posting much, but I am replying to people. So every time I go in, I'll, I'll get involved in, in whatever's going on there. So I'm liking it from that point of view. But I am aware that, you know, that's the way Twitter used to be. And now look at it. So <laughs> I like it like it is. But obviously, it can't sustain itself at the level it's at. It needs to get more content on the site so that it can run ads. And to do that, it's going to need yeah. to make it easier for marketers to to post content. So they're going to need to schedule content. So it's going to happen. It just means that all of a sudden the whole threads thing is going to change and we're suddenly going to see all this, all this content that we're probably not interested in appear. I mean, um, I've been on uh, threads a little longer than, uh, than you have, uh, Amanda, and it's you know, it's surprising that it's still it's still in its infancy. There are still conversations. Uh, I actually forget to go on threads. So, you know, because it's yet another application, you know, social media um, platform we need to, you know, sort of look at. I do forget to tune in. But I have noticed that the, you know, you, we haven't got um, the spammers in yet, um, and uh, and people are still having great conversations. Still, you know, there's still a nice balance between uh, discussions and um, and uh, promoting the, the business and showing value within the business. Um, but it's like any uh, new social media platform, isn't it? That is striving to become the new uh, Twitter. Um, you know, you do get a flurry um, of people uh, being active on it, and then and then it kind of goes away but thread seems to have stayed um for a while just obviously because it's you know um uh, instagram made it easier for instagram users to uh, to use threads uh, of course um and so uh, so yeah it's um we'll see um how it goes um but yeah, it, it's still still looking hopeful even though uh, i know that um the uh, the usage of threads has uh, you know obviously was very very uh huge at the start but it's kind of uh, petered out recently but there are still people using it at the moment i suppose in defense of threads on that it was big at the beginning because everyone could have it immediately so everyone went and had a look i think now we're seeing normal growth in threads so it's like you know it it was massive and then it sank but now it's kind of growing at what we would expect a social network to grow at and then it did have a boost when everyone from the eu went in so i always think it's unfair to talk about threads like you know dying off because it just had a crazy first week when everyone went from instagram and had a look and the same happened i think when the eu got in there as well it's interesting that you say you forget to go to threads because now i forget to go to twitter and actually, I'm, I'm beginning to feel okay about that. <laughs> I think I saw a notification that came up that you tweeted something and included me in it. I was like, oh, Twitter. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so it's interesting that you mentioned um, in the Dish Coffee Show earlier that um, a lot of people have closed down Twitter and, you know, devoted their time to threads. So that's interesting. 
Yeah, again, I can only go by when the EU got it. So when all the Irish people got on um, threads, a lot of people were just posting, I've just closed my Twitter account, I've just closed my Twitter account. It was, you know, we. I think we'd all been waiting in anticipation for the new Twitter. Now, there are other new Twitters out there. We really do need a new Twitter. And I'm not a new ex. We need a new Twitter. We need something that was like Twitter when it used to be good. So I think we're all looking from that. And for me, Threads is that right now. I'm also on Blue Sky, but I think I posted about twice because I found it. Hi. I, oh, you are there. You seem to have dropped out then, um, Amanda. Yeah, I suddenly got that my audio had been disconnected and it shouldn't even be using that microphone. So that's a bit confusing. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so we're all looking for a new Twitter. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Threads. I think Threads is the new Twitter. I haven't closed my Twitter account. Probably never will. I always, I always will have a place in my heart for what it used to be, but I don't think it is that anymore. And I think as the year goes on, for people who watch my um, prediction show, I think it is going to turn into something completely different in the future. So now, do we do anything else now? I need to take an ad break. Is that it? My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure, I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Dan Farkas hosts a great podcast called The Strategic Communicator. Dan, tell us what these fine folks will hear when they listen. Jason, it's pretty simple. The Strategic Communicator podcast talks with industry leaders about emerging trends and how we can use various forms of communication to make the world a better place. Anyone listening will leave with tangible ideas you can use to help with your PR and marketing efforts. Amazing. Where can people subscribe? Easy. You can go to passpr.com. You can find the show at marketingpodcast.net or just search the Strategic Communicator with Dan Farkas wherever you get your podcast. You heard him, folks. Go get it. Uh, yes. Uh, I just want to make one last comment. Uh, I mean, I still have, um, you know, my my heart will always be uh, for Twitter. And uh, given that, uh, you know, you mentioned on your show this morning that they've brought back something that they uh, recently removed, maybe <laughs> Twitter could, you know, eventually one day go back to what it was before. Maybe, you know, I I'm just hopeful. I'm hopeful. <laughs> if we can oust Elon Musk and all the horrible people, maybe. Yeah, there you go. Happy New Year, Tim. Can someone do something uh, about Elon Musk, please? Yes. Where's my bill? Oh, it's bill. <laughs> New, Happy New Year as well, by the way. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, yes, I, I was. I wanted to talk about threads. Go on. And Twitter. Um, 
Well, I'm, a, I'm, I suppose I'm on the index of people who use threads. I'm, I'm towards the heavy usage side, i.e., a little bit. Um, certainly, the topics have helped on threads, though. The problem with topics is you can only put one in an actual thread or post or whatever the hell they're called. Um, so it's kind of, but like, it's been useful for following travel people and the rest of it because they've got travel or something travel related in. Um, but threads is always going to suffer because you, you haven't got any that real time element. It's not somewhere you can go and type like, I want to talk about marvel's echo or something you just can't do that on threads because the search isn't really there yet um so that's something that he needs to work on and yeah i mean i i think elon has um killed the golden goose a bit with twitter i know what he's kind of trying to do but i'm not sure he's going to get away with it so um yeah i think threads has a lot of potential but the API really, it's how they implement it. If they implement it badly, then they could kill threads. But if they put like reasonable limits, like you can't post, you can't schedule more than say one thread a day or something like that, then I think it could be quite good for the platform. Anyway, that's my two cents. So Tim, you obviously weren't watching my digital coffee show. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm getting up uh, before 10.30. It's gonna be kind of <laughs> So the reason I say that is because you mentioned that, you know, it was annoying that you can't like do real time search that is coming. In fact, accidentally this week, they uh, they made it public for a few seconds. Um, and of course, all the like nerds saw it immediately and went, oh, look, new thing. And um, they said that it's not a public test now. But the fact that they made it live for a few seconds means it is coming. And I agree with you. That is missing because if, yeah, if you're watching a TV show, I know people don't watch live TV so much anymore, but, you know, maybe something like the Bake Off, people do watch live. You know, you miss that opportunity. Or Twitter chats, you know, Threads chats would have a real opportunity if you were able to get that real-time search. So that's coming. I'm excited about that. Yeah, well, the chat... You're right. You you know, the... um, Sorry, Tim. um, You're absolutely right, you know, Tim. You know, Twitter's um, main... um, you know the reason why people people tuned into Twitter was to get the late, latest breaking news. The you know um, you know the group chats on Bake Off or you know whatever hashtag and, and so on. So the fact that they are that Threads are testing this now, you know, you know seems to suggest that they are wanting to you know be a credible um, you know uh, competitor to uh, Twitter. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that it's not. A case of that was the only thing that people use Twitter for. People have always used Twitter as like a community talking tool, which Threads has, to some extent, taken over. But that's only a small portion of what Twitter used to do. So yeah, the live the live um, commenting stuff is a big area that they need to um, work on really if they want to take over take Twitter's lunch, so to speak. <laughs> Howard, do you want to come in? Hey, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I like Amanda, I've just forgot about Twitter. <laughs> I, I literally don't even go on there until I get a notification. Um, I haven't really got on the threads revolution either. I, I just found at the moment, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm too used to Twitter features, but I found it a bit 
limited like tim was saying you can only have one topic or hashtag equivalent or, or whatever um yeah and it just seems really hard to f- find people on threads at the moment for me at least so um yeah i'm sticking to instagram um following like my decision to have 2024 as like a new year and a new direction following making's words of advice to me sometime last year you probably don't even remember this making but something you said to me last year has just decided to make me think you know what i'm going in that direction that's it oh now that's that sounds exciting that sounds like something we need to know about yeah especially howard sounds like he's in some sort of big cathedral so yeah, this is his thing. Well. He's a priest now. Baking did not tell me to be a priest. Um, I, I am in a really nice hallway in like a neo-Gothic building at the moment, which is why there's like a nice echo. Um, but that's got nothing to do with the, sort of the new direction. Uh, no, no, not 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 the Houses of Parliament. I am uh, walking around the Natural History Museum. <laughs> fabulous fabulous <laughs> um but yeah no no make making you you told me like sometime last year you messaged me saying have you thought of like doing like lots of travel content you travel so much and you take like lots of photos why don't you like just concentrate or or do a lot more concentration on travel stuff and i thought like you know what i'm definitely going to do that now like and the fact that I'm rebranding because, like, some of you know what I used to do before, and, like, especially the stuff I used to cover when I was doing photojournalism, it's like, people don't like working with political things. So I've decided, you know what, I'm just going to have a, a separate thing, and, and I'm just going to concentrate on, on travel stuff, following making... Right in the middle oh. of that. <laughs> so I think I knew about have this because you... I saw it on Threads. I saw you talking about it on Threads, Howard. Yeah, I, I I just decided, you know what, 2024 is the year. I'm just going to concentrate on it. <laughs> Good Happy stuff. Us. Happy New Year, Natasha. Happy New Year, everyone. Natasha, what, yes, Natasha, what would you like to talk about? Hi, Amanda. Hi, Making. Hi, Tim. Hi, Howard. Hi, everyone. Um, no, I just wanted to add that, uh, first of all, I totally agree regarding... Um, threads and Twitter and the difference. I, I'm a firm believer that there's a lot of space in the table, but things are shifting, definitely. Um, personally, as an Instagram person, as a, as a you know, I, I really believe in that platform. Um, I think that they have a good concept as to how to take a piece of the pie uh, regarding Twitter. But I do have to admit that Twitter still is hanging on. Um, it does have some space, at least in my opinion. It does have some space. It does have. He has a vision. Elon has a vision. Maybe there are many mistakes being done in order to uh, cover space and cover things that have been done in the past. But um, what I want to uh, just say is that I have... I have I have experienced actually from every single one of you um, the fact that um, it's a space. Twitter has been a space where you can meet certain people and see certain industries in a different, more relatable way. 
And um, I think there's there's still something to be said as to what they can achieve, as long as they do, as long as they offer and not fall into the business category, but on the free, actual free, actual, and I highlight the word actual free um, aspect of it. And you know what, I don't think Twitter's going to die, but I do think it is going to change massively. So I do kind of agree with you. Um, And I also think it kind of taps into our internet loser this week, which I didn't didn't mean to kind of like be harsh on. Well, I am harsh on Twitter, but I think Elon knows who his target market is for this. And it's not me. And that's fine. Do you know, it's like, this isn't where I belong anymore. So that's kind of why I've moved away. But he does have a very specific target market and it might not be a target market I agree with. But he, again, neither I don't like what the Lululemon guy said. But on the other hand, he knew who his target market was and he's got a successful business based on that. And I think, again, that can work for Elon Musk. And I know there's a lot of people I love on Twitter as well. So I don't want to say that anyone on Twitter isn't my kind of person, but it's just not my space anymore. So I think you're absolutely right. I don't think it's dying. I think it's going to evolve into something different. And as long as he manages to keep some of the social aspect on there, I think it'll work. And as much as I, I before Christmas, people were like shocked when I did my um, live show talking about Elon Musk. And I actually said some nice things about him because I don't hate him. It's just he's done a lot of ridiculous things. And I think people are very nuanced and we're very easy to put people in characters of bad guys and good guys. And I think Elon Musk is a bit of both, to be honest. I totally and, uh, agree. Let's hope. Yeah, and and let's hope that um, you know, given that he reversed, um, you know, um, showing the link and description uh, on tweets, that maybe in the future he'll reverse his decision to uh, call it X. <laughs> see everyone, uh, see as everyone keeps calling it Twitter. <laughs> that would be the thing that might bring me back if he called it Twitter again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the little bird. I miss the little right? bird. <laughs> you know, it's um... the right thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> There's space. I mean, I think there's space. Obviously, we 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 need to remember that it's a business, right? And uh, he's going to do what he has to do. Now, whether we have a piece of the pie or not, and whether our audience leaves or not, we need to be attentive. We need to, you know, listen and see where they go. It's it, it's a fact. It's a it's a reality. I mean, every platform changes. I mean depending on the needs, depending on who takes over. <laughs> and um, it, it has to do with what we, each one of us, wants to achieve and our goals and where the people that allow us to achieve them are. So um, I prefer to see it as a, there are many platforms out there, try them all, see what happens and what speaks to you best because we don't all have the same you know language or style or whatever so and not only that i mean we even we change we ourselves change we sometimes don't have the the capacity or the liking uh, of how things turn out in a certain specific platform or whatever point in case i'm not such a fan of threads let's just put it that way um, it depends. It depends. I am a fan of Instagram. <laughs> I, I I am a supporter of threads because I don't want to be misunderstood when I said I'm not a fan. What I'm trying to say is that I know that at 
this is the beginning so it's all pink and rosy and nice mm -hmm. but i need the data i need to see later what happens and how they start restricting if they start restricting and what happens to as a result to businesses and and creators because it's not just businesses it's creators and how much you allow them to hint hint create um effectively and you know to reach their goals they're really good points as well and yeah although i'm enjoying threads i'm totally not using it for business right now i'm just like in there playing around um i think it has to be a big decision to go there like obviously for the big brands like channel four which is a uk tv channel um they've thrown their mark their their uh, social media manager in there and they're having a lot of fun so it's fun to see that happen but i do think you know, if for a smaller business that can't be everywhere you really need to think about it before you invest all your time in something like threads um i will come back and this is true of threads and it was true of snapchat and some of the other platforms um one of the reasons why threads is very good at the moment is the fact that it isn't that successful <laughs> and what I mean by that is that you have access to people that you wouldn't normally be able to have access to because they haven't got that many people responding to all their posts and things. So I've been able to like chat to people that on Twitter I wouldn't have been able to connect to because <laughs> I'm the only person responding to them. Um, whether that's really a selling point, that the fact that the platform's quite small. Um, but there are important people on... So from an influencer marketing point of view and from a sort of getting podcast guests, Threads is actually quite a good platform. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure as a selling platform I would necessarily touch Threads with a barge bowl for quite a long time. But it has use. But you could argue that somewhere like Blue Sky or one of these other platforms might be even better for that. It really just depends who's on it and whether it gives you access to people you wouldn't normally be able to connect to. You know, you are right. I absolutely love the small networks. I love when a network is new because you do meet people. That's what, what it's yeah. great at. And, you know, is the future then going to be niche networks maybe? You know, it's like maybe threads breaking out into groups like, like Facebook does. I think that's quite a successful model. Making, I keep seeing you thumbs up, so I keep interrupting. <laughs> No, 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 not at all. No, just sort of agreeing with the points there. Uh, some great uh, points there uh, and uh, discussions to be had. So hope, hopefully all of you listeners will be following all of us uh, on threads and uh, getting involved in some uh, great conversations. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Right, so unless anyone else wants to chip in, we're going to do the part. Don't leave if you're a speaker, because this is a good bit for you. Uh, we go around and we talk about you. You can introduce your business. You can give a little plug to something that you're doing. So we'll start with Tim, because he was the first person in. Um, I'm always hideously unprepared for this. Um, <laughs> the next thing I've got going on is I'm talking to author Andrew Lowe on Tuesday for Book Chat Live, which I've restarted again this year. Um, and the format of that show is I talk to people about their favourite books and we talk about them one by one, uh, live on Amazon in the US. And then the replay goes up onto YouTube. And 
or other stuff that I do, but I do lots of other things. Uh, I've got a travel YouTube channel. I haven't done a video for in a while, but I'm in the process of working on one for that. And uh, also run another show. Oh, no, not another live show. And depending on various things, we will be talking to some ghost hunters next week. Uh, oh. I'm not entirely sure what time. The time might move. So um, that should be interesting. So that's that's me for the next week. Great. Ghost hunters, eh? Mm. Yeah. Howard. Not ghostbusters. They're ghost hunters, apparently. So I, I don't know like what they do when they find them. From the um, you know what on thread or something. One thing's for sure, they ain't afraid of no ghosts. Had to say it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you laughed at that. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) empathy laugh. Echo on Howard. (laughs) Howard, he's still laughing. Howard, (laughs) um, I am going to be planning my next ex. (laughs) I'm going to be planning my next expedition to the Arctic Uh, so I will be heading off to the extreme cold in a few weeks time so yeah follow me on Instagram he's muted again follow him on Instagram is what he's saying and where's your Instagram Howard oh I I need to yeah I need to work out what what it is uh, because I actually decided to do an experiment and I asked ChatGPT to come up with my new username (laughs) okay so you don't know what it is (laughs) oh here it is (laughs) Um, depends on your interpretation so it's stills unbound or still sunbound if you're a traveller or if you're a photographer it's stills unbound okay cool great so make sure you're following howard's channel for that and when he says he's going to the icy cold obviously he's coming to ireland then because i'm actually hugging my radiator right now natasha hello 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 (laughs) so um i'm a social media strategist um (laughs) some of you know me um i help entrepreneurs coaches personal brands or service-based basically businesses to uh, maximize their online impact and convert their online presence into tangible outcomes. And that's what's um, my main goal. My mission is to help bring together the human factor and the business factor together because I'm a firm believer that community is everything. So that in a nutshell, yeah. Great. And where should we go to find out about you? Is Instagram your main channel or Twitter? Mm, (laughs) It's uh, Natasha Social Media on um, Instagram. And right here, it's Anastasia or Natasha Yanobulu. Great stuff. Thank you. And May King, over to you. For those of you who don't know, I'm a, I am call myself a, a FOMO creator. So FOMO means the fear of missing out. And I help to uh, bring your events, festivals, uh, networking events, uh, digital challenges alive uh, by creating live social media content. Um, and, uh, and I am also an intrepid reporter as well. And this week um, I had a fantastic meeting uh, where I was creating um, 
FOMO for a conference uh, last year, and uh, and where we've got a a long term partnership this year, uh, and uh, yeah, I've got lots of uh, place um, things to tell you about, but uh, they're under wraps at the moment. So uh, so yeah, so there'll be more FOMOing uh, from me uh, this year. If you've got any. Um, questions on on how to create FOMO for your thing whether it's a an event or a product or a service launch then you do need to uh, get in touch uh, either on LinkedIn threads uh, Instagram or Twitter <laughs> exciting you're such a tease. and Amanda it's all about generating FOMO right <laughs> um, so and Amanda what are you up to this week um, I've just started, I've just done the kickoff course for my analytics ACE uh, program, which is running for seven weeks. So I have some really, I'm really excited because I've got great businesses that I'm going to be working with. So that's, um, that's what I'll be like dedicating my time to. But also, um, as it's January, um, <laughs> I'm putting up the price of my one-to-one analytics training so it's just basically I can't do as much as I was doing last year um, so I'm putting up the price price so that less people buy it which sounds like really weird because I'm in a sales pitch right now but if you want to get it at the old price you just need to book in and pay for your session by the end of January you don't have to take the session until February or March but you need to book in and pay for it and then the price will be going up so anyone that wants analytics training just drop me a DM here on LinkedIn or if you're listening on the podcast you can go to my website spiderworking.com that's it I think for this week is it I didn't press the buttons Absolutely, yes I'm gonna press the buttons you may <laughs> you won't hear them but know they've been pressed here's menopausal brain menopausal brain and here's the rant alert which I should probably have had earlier rant alert I definitely had a menopausal brain this week, um, but I think I've got everything. I think I know what I'll be doing next week. I'll have like after six years of doing a live show, I'll have nailed it by next week. I think. What do you think? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we will be back here, same bat time. When same bat place? I've said your line. Same bat time, same bat Yes, thank you. <laughs> I said your line. I really am terrible this week. We will be back here. Um, so do make sure you're following May King because she sets up this event on LinkedIn. Make sure you're following me just because I'm amazing. Like, do that. Um, and we will chat to you next week. <laughs> With many thanks to... Um, David Paramore, my brother-in-law, for the end credits music. And thank you to my co-host, Making Sang, and to myself, Amanda Webb, and to Jason and everyone at MPN Network. <laughs>
that's amazing. Where can people subscribe? Easy. You can go to passpr.com. You can find the show at marketingpodcast.net or just search the Strategic Communicator with Dan Farkas wherever you get your podcast. You heard him, folks. Go get it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.